One, two, two, two three. three. Clap. That's perfect. <laughs> Good enough. Great. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of One Two Review. I'm your host, Marley Kaufman, and I'm here with Brandon in NYC. Say hello, Brandon. Hey, Marley. Glad to be here. And I'm also here with Alex, live from Mexico City, on his first leg of the Pish Poo Mexican Initiative. Say hola, Alex. Hola. Como estas? One Two Review is a podcast wherein we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give the movie one point if we didn't like it, and we give it two points if we did like it. We rate and review movies until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. Let's kick that intro. One, two, All right, folks, we are here to review movies, and that's what we're going to do. We are in hour one of our first 24-hour co-ed sleepover. We're testing our metal, see if we can get through 24 hours of reviewing films, trying to get to 200 points. We're going to start with a film called A Mother's Love for a Son. This was directed by J.L. Bartlett. This is a 2014 film. This film is the story of Cindy Johnson and her son who's being bullied in class. When the police won't help her with it, Cindy has no choice but to take matters in her own hands. Uh, for me, this film had shades of Mel Gibson's Ransom and Halle Berry's Kidnap. What did you two think of A Mother's Love for Her Son? This movie was, in a word, shocking. You don't expect uh, a movie starring children to be this violent, and yet... There were some very disturbing scenes in it. I don't know, Brandon, what did you think? I like these type of movies. I like the movie where, you know, someone is bullied or done wrong and they get to take their revenge. And this is one of those movies. Yeah, absolutely shocking that it happens to be revenge on kids. But kids got to get their comeuffins. Something I always say and to see that in film for once is really satisfying. And I mean, let's let's be careful here with the idea of like these are kids because they are. But I would say the bullies in this film are assholes. These are bad kids. This reminds me of the bullies from the films in the 80s. You know, they're dropping the F word on the kid left and right. They're calling him fat. There's just horrible, horrible abuse to to our main kid. Uh, What was his name? Dandy Johnson. Uh, That poor kid gets, you know really run through the ringer and i really feel like those bullies deserved the ultra violence that they end up receiving by the end of the film it wouldn't be justified if they weren't as bad as they were it's true but these were still nine and ten year old actors so there is something very upsetting seeing them tied up seeing them waterboarded i mean i don't know where cindy johnson learned these skills but well se sigmund the the actress she's actually she has she's served in i guess the fbi or something like her background isn't clear but she has some sort of history of actual um what do you call it police work or whatever she's she's been in that field before so i think she really brought that to the film i've never seen her act before um i think she was refreshing yeah she's built like an mma fighter which exactly she's huge some some yeah some truth to the movie Intimidation is half the game of torturing mm-hmm. somebody, and she definitely excels in that. And yeah, her consultation about how to actually torture someone, torture somebody, is put to good use because there are multiple torture scenes. It's almost excessive, but strangely satisfying because these kids were so rude. They're yeah, so I mean, this thing is like saw. This was some nasty stuff. When she makes the kid cut off his hand, and uh, I think Greg Eldritch, he plays that. Um, he plays the little boy in the wheelchair and the stuff she does to him is like super messed up. But again, I feel justified. 
Yeah, what about that children's funeral? I didn't oh, expect it to go out, there. Yeah, when she pops out of the casket and shoots those kids. At the ending, yeah, intense. I mean, if... Like, so fucking violent and so wrong on so many levels, but I loved this film. I really, really did. And one hand on the funeral, I was thinking to myself, this is great. They're showing the repercussions. You know, this movie mm-hmm. isn't one-sided. This is going to show how sad it is. Uh, no, of course. As you said, she bursts through the casket, shoots everybody at the funeral, so... And yeah. tragically, including her own son, it was a See, real, that, it was I mean, a bummer that, ending. That that was where we got the emotional kind of truth of the film finally. So I think I think this film is smart in that it pushes these boundaries the whole time. You're you're left kind of flabbergasted watching this film with your jaw on the floor, being like, I can't believe they're doing this to these kids. But then that scene when she accidentally kills Dandy, played by Greg Eldridge, who does a great job. He's a wonderful child actor. I felt. The truth of the film came out there and her realization of what she had done was too far. It felt for me like the end of Breaking Bad. Yeah, the whole film she'd been bully or be bullied, but in the end, Mm -hmm. maybe she was the bully. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I think she knows that and you see that on her face as those credits start to roll. Yeah, I don't know. I think an excellent film. I think it really, again, pushed the limit. It really pissed a lot of people off, man. There is so much backlash from this film. You know what I got to say to the haters? It's just a movie, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, are you guys ready to rate this? You got anything else to say about A Mother's Love for Her Son? I'm ready to review. Absolutely ready to give this a score. Yeah, I mean, I got to give this thing two points. I think J.L. Bartlett is an excellent director, and I think he's done this before. He, he has these films that push boundaries, but then the end... I don't know. They tie it together in a really nice emotional way. A, a solid two points for me. I've got to give it one point. I know I may be the odd man out, but for me, seeing children just violently gunned down, I had a hard time with that. Yeah. I know maybe it's my American uh, puritanical background, but I'd love to see S.E. Sigmund in something else. But until then, one point. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate your honesty and really not going with the mainstream on this, Marley. Me, however, I am going to jump on the bandwagon and give this movie two points because it was awesome. Excellent. That is five points for Bartlett's A Mother's Love for Her Son from 2014. Check out that flick. I think you can stream it on Tingler now. Uh, All right. Hey, each week on One to Review, we rate and review movies till we get to 20 points, and we keep track of those points in a different way, and this week is no different. Folks, we mentioned before, we are working on a 24-hour co-ed sleepover. See if we can do 200 points this week. And so, with each of those points, we're going to give you some tips on how you could stay up for a 24-hour session like we are. This is great. I haven't stayed up for 24 hours in a long time, so this is exciting for me. Uh, Something I always like to do, this harkens back to the old days, I like to have some Jolt Colas. They're harder to find now, so I did eBay a couple cases of it. Uh, But Jolt will keep you up all night supposedly so this will be my second can and for me i always like to bring tampons to the bathroom when i'm out at a restaurant or a bar uh you know as a woman there's just there's a lot of drama like will the tampon fall on the ground will everyone see it i don't know i'm gonna take that chance and that's just so exciting it keeps you up or and i'm not even on my period yeah that's awesome so cool i mean a great way to stay up late at night is either, you know, uh, counting the stars in the sky. I like to count crows. There's, you know, you, there's a lot of crows where I live and you can hear them in the trees. 
and that's a way for me to keep and kill a couple of hours while I'm trying to stay up. Another one for me is jumping. You know, whenever I start feeling a little bit of tired, I'll, I'll start to just jump up and down. Another way to stay up late. And for my final point, something uh, I'm going to introduce early because I think it takes a lot to get adjusted to it, but we just turn on this strobe light here. It's very hard to sleep with this strobe light going off. Excellent. That's five points and five ways that you can stay up a little later if you're trying to push yourself into a full all-nighter. Now, Alex, let me clarify. You're not here with us. You are joining us via Skype for your slumber party attendance. Is that correct? Absolutely. I got my laptop plugged in because she ain't going to last 24 hours. This isn't how we planned it, but this is great that we're continuing in uh, doing this anyways. You are in Mexico City. How's that going? Ah, it's going excellent. Yeah, uh, Pispu has flown me out here, and, you know, we're just starting to do the community outreach. I just got in last week, so we haven't really gotten out in the city much, but we're going to do some classes. We're going to go out there and look at some of the sites and, you know, just start putting this thing together. We're talking about bringing one to review to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But more on that soon. Let's uh, hear from an adver- advertisement. Sponsor. Big Pharma is working to scientifically enhance fruits and, for the first time, the pineapple. Now with more vitamin C and no barbs, pharmaceutical strength pineapples are now available at Dillon's and Safeway. Pharmaceutical strength. Pineapple. Hey, welcome back. So Marley and I are here uh, in my room, and we're actually having a sleepover here, and uh, this is fun. I get to do things that I have never done in a traditional all-boys slumber party. I'm wearing a mask currently. Yeah, and I just braided his hair. It's a fun updo. It looks good. It's a good look. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And uh, Marley was kind enough to uh, Skype braid my hair, which I appreciate. So she was reaching towards the camera and fake braiding, and then I braided my hair. So it felt like you were braiding my hair. I appreciate it, Marley. I don't have much on my head. It's a little short, but I got a couple little braids there. Thanks for joining us, Marley. Do you want to tell us about yourself? You're so cool, but I think other people need to know and want to know how cool you are. Yeah, please tell them. Well, I'm a longtime caller, first-time listener, and I just love movies it's kind of what i'm known for among my friends um i'd say lesser to that point i'm also known for just never sleeping never once and being great at braids yeah and that's you know i heard that brandon uh talked about you he said i know this girl that doesn't sleep much and i was like hey that might be perfect for the 24-hour episode that we were planning on doing and so we brought you in and i have to say it's been a treat we're what we're an hour three and a half now Yep, three and a half hours in. Six movies. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, And I've still got a lot of energy in me, you know? I'm hardly tired. Hardly tired at all. Well, welcome to my world. It's great. This is nice. What keeps you up? You know, just a lot of uh, just the tips and tricks that we've been sharing. Uh, One thing that has really kept me up just on some of those nights where it's been hard to keep my eyes open is a trick I like to call holding hands with someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, Have you guys ever done that? I've tried. Uh, maybe. What do you mean? Just in general holding hands, right? Yeah, you can hold uh, one hand, like your right hand to their left hand. or so I've done like a two hand. I've kind of um, captured their hand with my two hands. That's one way of doing it. I generally like to, if there's somebody maybe I'm crushing on, I don't know, mm-hmm. somebody who catches my eye, 
my first move is generally to reach out and just That's grab cute. their hand. Yeah. And see I what like happens a soft next. hand. Do you like a soft or a hard hand? Well, you know, whatever I can get. For me, I, I like a hard hand. I like a hard hand. It shows character. You know, this person has been working, not just lazily lotioning up. Nice. Well, do you guys want to? Do you guys want to rate another film? Yeah. Yeah. All right, film number seven. Who wants to kick this one off? Uh, this next movie we have is called The Ward. It was directed by Sharon Black. It's from two thousand six. Uh, this one was really dramatic. It's a movie set in a sick ward. It. Uh, involves surgeon John Pritchard, who delivers medicine and heart. Uh, but the question is, can he overcome a medical system that is so broken it's in fact Ooh. sick? Oof. Yeah. What did you guys this, think? This film is fucking sad. Right. This was, and I, I mean, sad and eye-opening. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say this film might have been manipulative. It felt, mm. it felt yeah. like an experimental film designed. Uh, to make to make a person sad and, and more specifically to cry um i i cried i cried many times during this film well did you cry during the parts of the movie that were specifically designed for crying when they set aside yeah. time yeah 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 so what this film does is it has these brutal brutal scenes and then there is this um this blackness that comes on the screen and this kind of pause that that gives you a chance to kind of um process what you just saw and I needed those breaks. I think if the film had moved on to the next scene right away, I wouldn't have been able to listen or pay attention to it. I really needed that time to, to catch my breath. Those scenes simply would have been wasted. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You needed the time to really get to the core of, you know, why am I crying? Because a lot of times I couldn't figure out why I was crying. Sure, it was sad. The music was sad. But everything was just so well orchestrated to make you cry. The, the the lighting, the sets, I mean, the acting, Vera McDonald, uh, Dick Salters, just really incredible work in this film. Gut-wrenching performances. Uh, what about that part where Dick Salters, his character, he's sort of the old man who's been puttering around the ward this whole time, and then he dies of, I mean, it's never clear what he dies of, but it's obviously something terrible. Oh, it's, it's loneliness, I think. I mean, he's got something, but I think it's loneliness, because it keeps cutting to the picture of his, his wife who passed away, and it's like, he's just so lonely, and I think that's what got me. I mean, his character, Dick Salter's character, I could not help but, I, I don't know, like connect with. Identify I felt with like his loneliness. He, he, was, he was, for me, he was my through line for the film until he died. And my God, I, that break wasn't long enough. The, the, what do you want to call them? The, the cry breaks that they put in, the emotional pauses they gave us? Well, they did put um, cry in parentheses on a black <laughs> screen. So it was very clear what they were intended for. And that one was like about five minutes and it didn't feel long enough. You're right. I wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I did not want him to die. I think I knew in the opening scene that he was going to die, um, but I was not ready at all. I wasn't ready uh, to say goodbye. Michael Moreland plays John Pritchard, and I got to say he was excellent as well. The scene when he has to take out the kid's appendix and it goes wrong was rough, you know? Well, you're on a trolley car going 50 miles per hour. Do you think it's going to go right? No, it's not going to go right. The circumstances that even brought them there are so tragic that one would say it's, it was almost unbelievable. And I think what made it was believable was the time that I had to process it. So I think this movie is taking huge strides in format and presentation, and it's really changed the game. I mean, and, and I don't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Marlon. 
No, I was going to say, Brandon, you were really weeping at that final scene. And I have such a hard time crying. Yeah, this was one of the first times I've been able to cry in public in years. You know, I cry in my bedroom once a week or something. But in public, this is not something I do. And it was uncontrollable. Sobbing. I was asking for help. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but but I think I need to. It's I, I think it was an interesting move that that last scene had nothing to do with the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know that it's that it's that little kitten. Uh, I, I guess I don't want to say more, but but no. But what is sadder? Nothing. So, but it's all building up to this hospital, and you think it's going to be about Michael Moreland, and then it's the fucking cat. The whole time it was the cat. And the cat, and, and I went back and I rewatched it. The cat's in almost every scene. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And then when it, yeah, it has kittens. It's, I don't, yeah, no spoilers, but I don't know. This film is intelligent. And I think Sharon Black is excellent. And she's mostly done comedies up until then. And I feel like this was present in all of her work up to this. The last six years of her work, I think there's been shades of the ward in her work. And this was kind of a culmination of those ideas. Well, and there have been kittens in every single one of her movies. If you look closely enough, you'll see one just almost off screen, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in every scene, every film. I got to go back and rewatch these. How fun. I'm definitely going to spend uh, my weekend doing that. That's great. Yeah, I'm excited to. Yeah, whatever. I, I love this film. Let's um, score it. We got a lot more. We have a lot of movies to review this evening. Yeah, yeah. So let's just knock this one out. Yeah, two two points. Um, Black does excellent work. She knows what she's doing with the film. I'm going to give it two points as well. I went in. I didn't want to like this movie. I don't like tear jerkers, but it, sometimes it feels good to cry. And I wept. Yeah, amen. Two points for me. I needed a good cry. And boy, this really opened the floodgates. Uh, I knew it, I was going to be manipulated. I just didn't think it would work. And boy, did it. So two points. It, it was it was weird to be okay with being manipulated. You know, I think even down to my body needed a good cry. And it definitely got a couple out of here. Uh, all right, that is six points, bringing us up to a total of 33 points for the night on our way to the 200-point goal. And uh, with that, we're going to give you six more tips uh six more tips to uh keep you up late at night uh so one of them i've been in mexico here and uh i've got to say singing songs in spanish really keeps you alert um you know it's a newer language for me so trying to do those translations i'm translating meatloaf songs into spanish and then i'm singing them to myself to keep me up and that's working for me uh another one this is an old are the notes in spanish too do you have to translate the notes of the music no the no uh los notas uh es mismo oh cool yeah um, and another one, this is an old Benjamin Franklin technique uh, that I picked up. And this is, uh, you put a candle under your chair and it doesn't, not, not close enough to burn the chair clearly, but enough to heat the seat of the chair. And uh, so your, your seat will be hot and that's enough to, uh, to keep you up. That's my two points. Uh, so for me, I always like to try going out to a field and getting stung by a bee. Bonus points if you're allergic, you'll then get a very adrenaline jolting trip to the ER. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll keep you awake days. Two, three if, hours? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, shit. Hours or days if you play it right. Sometimes nice. you don't even have to find a bee. Just going out in the field in the cold air will really wake you up too. The act of looking for it is also that a good part too. of it. Or going to the ER and saying that you were stung by a bee. Ooh. But you have a secret that you weren't. They don't know. Oh, interesting. They don't have to. Oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of uh, scheme would definitely kill some time. I think in general, having a secret will help keep you awake. 
Well, and that's my next trip. I love keeping secrets, but I love even more revealing secrets. And if it's somebody else's secret, even better. Mm-hmm. The true. pulse races. Yeah, I pay attention. My ears perk up. Uh, here's a fun one. I always like to not wear deodorant for a couple of days leading up to the event. That not only, you know, helps me more confident in myself, but keeps other people awake because, yeah, I smell bad. Um, I also like loud music. This is something that helps everybody. So be the first one at the party or slumber party to turn up the loud music and keep it on repeat all night if necessary. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that is six points. And with that, I think we should kick it to another sponsor. Yep. Doritos Demons, world's first haunted chip. Each delicious crunchy bite anchors a spiteful demon who will haunt you for three years or more. Comes in two flavors, green and yellow. Green is spooky, yellow is scary. Available now. Here we are. This is our, what is this? Our 10 now? Oh, exciting. Yeah. It's 13. 13. Oh, Jesus. I missed three hours just now. Everyone's still wow. awake? You're feeling good? Yep. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Okay. I've been sitting on a candle all night long. Yeah, my butt is hot. Hot tip. Hot butt tips. All right, what do you got for us, Brandon? I'm going to bring to the table this movie that I suggested we all watch. I hope you got a chance to. This was called Dog Summer. I saw it. Good. 2008, this movie came out. This was cool. This is almost like a romantic comedy, but it's kind of magical in the sense that what it is about is a freaky summer where the dogs and humans switch places just for one magical summer. And yeah, there's a romance. What did you guys think of this movie? It's definitely a romantic comedy. Um, you know, it's a Jason Houseman film. He only does romantic comedies, and I think this is uh, of the caliber that we're used to seeing from him. Uh, Kate Hudson's great in it. We've got General John Cusack in there, Cynthia McDonald, Thomas Kimple. It's a good cast. It's a great cast. And the dogs that they hired, I don't know if they're professional or they just went down to the pound and got them, but they are, they've also got something special. Super believable. These are all professional dogs. These are the same dogs from uh, the film Mean Streak. Oh, I love that uh, one. From 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The basketball film. This is actually my favorite General John Cusack movie. I don't think he's ever been better. And, you know, he was in Must Love Dogs, so clearly he's used to working with them, and it shows. He does tons of charity work for dogs. Um He's got the whole foundation, Bark to Speak, the one teaching dogs. It's not teaching dogs English, but it's teaching dogs to communicate better with humans. Um, And that's like a crazy program. The results I've seen from there are astounding. Right. And Kate Hudson hates dogs famously, but she really Mm -hmm. kept it together for this movie. I guess he begged her to do the film. That's like the rumor or whatever. He really wanted her in it. He saw her as this role. He wrote part of the film with Jason Houseman. 
could you blame him? Their chemistry is through the roof. I personally, I'm not a fan of dogs, and I don't know if I would have continued to watch this movie if their chemistry wasn't as good. What about the adoption scene? What do you guys think about that? I thought it was touching. I thought it was a little unrealistic in the sense that they could just walk in and the same day walk out with a kid. But I think the important message was still there that, you know, dogs need to care for somebody too, even if they're just little puppy dogs that they adopt. So, yeah, I mean, so the, the, the meat of the film follows General John Cusack and Kate Hudson as they turn into dogs. And we mostly follow their romance as dogs. And then when the summer ends, they turn back into humans and we see the culmination of that romance. Um, but what did you guys think of when the dogs inhabited the bodies of General John Cusack and Kate Hudson? What did you think of those scenes? I'd say those were uh, less focus of the film, but they were pretty funny seeing dogs in human bodies. Yeah, seeing dogs, you know, chase their tails, but they're human, so they don't have tails. I mean, that that I was laughing about uh-huh, for uh-huh. hours. Kate, Kate Hudson peeing on the bush, <laughs> lifting her leg to pee on the bush was good. Um, it is funny that all the humans are naked when they're in their dog form. They're blurred mm-hmm. out, you know, or not blurred out, but they edit around it so you don't see any nudity. This is a PG film, absolutely. But, um, but I thought it was really kind of refreshing and nice to see all these naked humans kind of running around acting like dogs. It sounded fun. Yeah, there was something joyful about yeah, it. Yeah, something I want to put on my bucket list. It looked like a, it looked like a really fun film to create. Is kind of what I got out of it. And I had no idea that General John Cusack was so good at physical comedy. Of course he is. Yeah, I mean, he's got a theater degree. I think he's been doing that since he was a kid. I think his father was even a clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was physical comedy clown. So. I think Professor Cusack. Brandon, what did you think about the romance? Because there was a ton of it. I know you didn't think it was a romance, but there was... Yeah, and you know... Yeah, Brandon normally gets ickied out by romance. Feelings are hard to read, especially on other people. But I'm going to say, yeah, for the scenes where I thought, yeah, this could be a romantic scene, I said, this is this is cute. What about when Kate Hudson gives birth to that litter of puppies? I was thought I'd be grossed out, but it was actually kind of touching. Kind of beautiful, right? I think the music that they were playing had a lot to do with the uh, emotion because it was disgusting visually. But yeah, somehow yeah, I found it Yeah, they got right in there. Oof. Yeah. That's Noah James. Noah James did the score for this one. He also did the score for Saving Private Ryan and The Dark Knight Rises. That makes sense. <clears throat> really good work in there. I really like his music. Uh, you guys ready to rate Dog Summer? I am ready. I am. Uh, I got to give this thing two more points. I really, really loved it. It was a refreshing take on the kind of freaky Friday body switching that we see so often in films. So two points. For me, this is a two-point movie, even though I was a little unsure of it. Looking back, I had a good time, and that's not something I often say. So two points. I'm going to have to give it two points as well. I'm usually more of a cat person, but this movie might have changed my mind. Uh, I don't want to uh, freak you guys out, but I hear Houseman's working on a film called Cat Winter. Oh. No way. That'd oh. be perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's like pretty much the same film, but it's, Christmas. it's for cats and it's a Christmas cat film. That's, uh, that's great. I'm excited. I'm very excited for that. So yeah. That's anyway, good. so that's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's going to be a classic. Christmas classic. It's going to be a Christmas classic. You know, Just the other day, I was talking about, we should have some traditions, you know, holiday traditions. That is something I'd like to do every year is watch a great Christmas cat movie. So 
Cat Winter, man. It's going to be good. I think it comes out in a couple years. Uh, I think they're still training the cats, you know, because the dogs in this got so much training from General John Cusack's organization. But I think he's opening something up for cats. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know much about it. Keep your ears open for that one. Anyway, that is six, six points for Dog points. Summer. Uh, I think we probably got a few more tips. I think we need six more tips to keeping a person up late. What do you guys got? We're going to need them. I'm starting to get a little sleepy. You guys are doing okay? I am... I'm pretty uh, pretty tired, but I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Marley. Well, why don't you guys try what I like to do, which is converting to a new faith sometimes. Mm -hmm. I was raised Jewish, but sometimes I just like to try on Protestantism. You know, just see how it feels. And that usually keeps me up hours. Just thinking mm -hmm. about it, reading the scriptures, just really, whew. It's a whole new, it's a whole new story to get into, right? It's a lot to learn, a new religion. It's a lot to learn, and that really keeps me up. Nice. That sounds exciting. Any hot religions you'd suggest getting into if I were to dip my toe in there? Oof, well, don't try Methodism. Oof. That's all I've got to say about that. Copy. Uh, you got a second point, Marley? Yeah. So I also like practicing backflips. Um, I like to just go to the tallest thing in my apartments, typically my couch. And it's kind of like almost a parkour thing. I do mm -hmm. a backflip onto my bed. I don't always make it, but when I do, there's a sense of just relief and accomplishment that, you know, also gets the heart rate going. You've I actually- forgot that you can do it. Yeah, yeah. you've done you, a backflip. You, you sort of, kind of can do you it. Did Joseph Mole, are you doing Joseph Mole's training program? Oh, yes. I, I wanted the, to surprise you, you guys, but yeah, yeah, I wanted to surprise you guys with a perfectly executed backflip, but secret's out. Awesome. That's so cool. That's awesome. Congrats. Um, uh, for my two points, uh, I, I, you know, when I'm getting tired, I just hit my caffeine vape pen. I've got a little vape pen. It's full of a caffeine cartridge. It's uh, tangerine flavored. And that, you know, gets my heart rate going, keeps me up. Uh, another one, I don't recommend it, but I know for a fact cocaine mm. uh, can really keep a person up at night get some you know high stakes stock brokerage deals done on cocaine or whatever whatever it keeps you up but uh i hear cocaine's good anyway that's my two points exciting um this may sound stupid you may say yeah whatever but find a good exciting book Books are super exciting, and this is something that can keep you awake for hours if you find a good one. You'll be turning the pages, and you can't fall asleep when you're turning the pages. Trust me. So read an exciting book. See, I didn't know this. I've been reading boring books. That's like, the thing. There's so many boring life. ones. Yeah. Well, and you're right. Physically, you can't sleep while you're turning pages. Exactly. Uh -huh. It's easy to fall asleep if you're watching a movie or something, but if you're turning the that. page. Yeah. Yeah. So try that out. What else do I like to do? I like to, uh, this may sound crazy, self-induced diarrhea is a very important thing when you need to stay up late because it's hard to fall asleep when you're pooping also. Similar to reading. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you give yourself diarrhea? Because I've got a couple ways, but how do you do it? Personally, I make myself a tea. I put a lot of uh, cardamom in a tea and also do like three or four espresso shots. Nice. I've nice, actually nice. found it very easy to fall asleep like this so With diarrhea yeah i mean so this just proves like it and not every trip tip not every trick is going to work for everybody that's 100 percent. you might want to try yeah. some of these out ahead of time if you have like a big important 24-hour stay up you need to do try for some of these sure. ahead of time because they don't work for everybody that's very right 
And of course, you know, if you love your religion, you truly believe in your God, like don't switch a faith. And, you know, if you are opposed to illegal drugs, then don't do cocaine. So again, we're giving you 200 tips to stay awake. Try a couple of them. But yeah, please don't try them all. If you have epilepsy, do not do not turn on that strobe light. If you're scared of fire, don't sit on a candle. Simple as that. Uh, so yeah, it, we, it we took hours to 13 safe. to tell you that, but yeah, these are not all tips that should be used for everyone all the time. But hour 13, oh, I could use a, a a bathroom break. Is it cool if we kick it to a sponsor, y'all? Let's do it. Have you tried Spelt? This ancient grain empowers and motivates the body, mind, and soul with millions of years of wisdom in every bite. This ain't your grandma's spell. Spell! How do you spell it? S-P-E-L-T. That's spell! The Spelt Association from Big Spelt. All right, folks, here we are, hour 20, big 2-0. Marley, how you doing? I'm I'm here. Is Brandon still awake? His eyes. Brandon. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so what All is right. this, hour 20? We got a few more movies, right? One more? Two more? His brain just <laughs> Well, put it back in, because, folks, we saw Manta. This is a 1987 film directed by Patrick Jones. Family is stranded on their boat. Giant manta ray wants to eat them for lunch in this gory ocean horror film starring uh, Liliana uh, Benitez. Uh, it's originally a Spanish film. Uh, it's subtitled. I mean, what did you guys think of manta? Do manta rays even eat humans? That was, no. I mean, that's no, as much no. as I can summon for this movie. But this one, if you if you paid attention, this is in the beginning. Remember, there's the oil spill and then the chemical spill and those things mixed together. So the manta is not only giant size, but it also has, uh, but, what do they say? Hunger? What is it? He has evil. He's I a think. hunger. Yeah, he has evil. Yeah. He has a hunger for man flesh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. This was one of those movies that's been on the bottom of my list of things to watch so on one hand i'm glad to like check it off and say i, I saw it wasn't really notable at all though so i, I liked it i was in a super campy i'm just I'm just so fucking tired right now i can't get it up for this one but i i really like this film it's fun it's camp it's crap i had a hard time because the manta ray i wanted to eat them for lunch but dinner is so much more of a dramatic meal that was i thought that was a bad tagline too I really thought dinner... Like, even breakfast would have been better, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough guy thing to say, right? Eat you for breakfast. Yeah, not lunch. There's there's a statistic about how many people don't even eat lunch, and it's pretty high. I can't remember it, but I was shocked when I first heard it. It's depressing. Yeah, that statistic. Um, I like when the husband got eaten. Yeah. My man gets on that when the man like jumps through the air and breaks the um, the sail on the sailboat, and then the dad gets pulled in. Yeah, eighty-seven special effects. So we got some real basic kind of claymation stuff. It was I like the yeah, I like the practicals in it. Yeah, it was cool to see something that wasn't CGI, but it doesn't mean it was good by any means. Just different. Mm, music, music's all right. They had some. 
Yeah, it was there. Mm. Um, I mean, but how about that little kid? We got a, I mean, that kid was a very good child actor. I, he went yes. on to do some great things. I think, I don't know. He was good. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. You're right. He was in a league of their own. And then also in the Hambers. Um, God, who is that kid? What's his name? Um, let's look it up. We got a couple more hours to kill. Um, Colin, Colin mm. Thompson. Colin Thompson. Yeah. I think he died a couple years ago, actually. That's mm. crazy. Mm. Yeah, ironically, by a shark. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. That's not okay. funny, you guys. He died. No, it's no. funny in a... Ironic it's a way. It's si- situational funny. Yeah, no. Haha. Um, let's rate this thing. Let's do it. I'm going to give Manta two points. Why? I don't know. I'm fucking tired. Just, it seems, it was good. Brandon's fallen asleep again, so I'm just going to give it one point for me. Brandon? What? One or two, Brandon. Say one or two. One. All right. There's four points for Manta, directed by Patrick Jones. 1987. Uh, I'm going to give you two tips to stay awake. There's, um... I got this caffeine vape pen. It's tangerine flavored. I hit that thing. Keep me up. Um. Um. Uh. I don't know how to say wait. Doing a podcast. Do a 24-hour podcast with your friends. I'll keep you up. I'm going to suggest sexual favors giving mm-hmm. getting it's all good it'll keep you awake giving probably too yeah yeah I'd, I'd give you a tip but honestly i'm gonna go to bed so you don't want a tip from somebody who can't stay up 24 hours so can't bro we got four more hours i'm out looks like it's just you and me all right well it's um sponsor Sponsor. Sponsor. Today's one to review is brought to you by Hummingbird Beaks. Order bulk or individual hummingbird beaks from our online store. Cheap prices and durable beaks. Also, now available, sparrow legs. Check us out at www.hummingbirdbeaks.com. It's Marley. It's the next day. I've stayed awake, of course. Uh, Brandon is sleeping next to me. It's kind of cute. He's drooling a little bit. Uh, I just tucked him in. And I can still see over Skype that Alex is sleeping. Um, He's been dozing for hours at this point. But I'm still here. And thank you so much for listening. We want to thank our Patreon donors, Rab, and also Shurashurakura. Um, As always, please call our hotline if you want us to review a movie. It's 1-347-699-0068. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at 1-2-Review. And tune in next week. We'll be reviewing Prince and Gabbana, The Lost Ring of Calderia, Gone in Gabler's Coven, Trapper's Delight, Fart Police 2, and The Light of Go. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.